Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to stand and we want you to make some noise. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving! Hello again, it is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post and Aaron Evernham here in our Concord, North Carolina studios. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, are you kidding me? I could not be any better. Wow. I got sprint cars. Wow. I got to see sprint cars. I got cars. some race cars this week. What did you get? What did you get? I went to the Chattanooga Motor Car Oh, Festival. I saw yes. you did that. I saw some pictures of that. Yeah. How was that? It was really neat. They do a fantastic job. It's right in downtown Chattanooga, and they like actually block off city blocks. And put the cars all out, but there's a racetrack that they make a mile away. Uh, it was really neat. Like you're, you know, hanging out with David Hobbs and Bob Varsha and like uh, Ryan Redman, all these names from you know yeah. the, the Formula One world and all, racers from all over the world. It's really neat. It was a it was a great week and got to spend some time with Lynn St. James and nice. Yeah, it was it was fun. Good for you. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Saw some pictures from your world. Yeah, I went on. Um, I went on. We'll get into sprint cars here in a little bit, but I did. Um, one of the things, last year, I did 160 races. Oof. Yeah, that's what I said when I got done with it. True. I ain't doing that again. That, it got stupid. It got, then it was just a race. Yeah. And it became an obsession, and I was driving at 2.30 in the morning, and I just, and it, for what? I mean, I love, that I, I love that I did it, but I made the decision this year that I was going to scale back and i mean i'm at 115 races oh, so i so, mean yeah. so but no but no, there's a big difference between 115 and 160 True. because i'm taking some time and and doing things the, the reality of it is is with mrn and summer shootout and millbridge i'm at 100 probably easily yeah e- yeah pretty close to that before i even that that's so so i'm not you know but i decided i was going to do bucket list events and this is bucket list could have been a sprint car one my original plan was the Spring Sizzler Modified Race mm. up at Stafford, but that got rained out mm-hmm. this spring. One of the other ones that was kind of on the potential, uh, the, the Asphalt Super Late Model World, the Winchester 400 up in Winchester, yep. Indiana. And it worked out where I was able to get that. And so I put a bucket list race with, I'm part of a group called the Track Chasers, which is where you go try new racetracks. And so I put a bucket list race with Track Chasers. I spent... Thursday night in Brasstown, North Carolina for the Flow Racing Night in America Castrol Dirt mm-hmm. Late Models. Uh, spent Saturday and Sunday at Winchester, the Winchester 400, which was bonkers. It was wild. A lot of controversy. They were fighting on the front stretch at the end. It was crazy. But Friday night, I went 
to Ohio Valley Speedway in Washington, West by God, Virginia, <laughs> and watch the Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association, which is one of these great little tours yep. that we have. And it was awesome. It was just awesome. Yeah. So it was cool to it see. It like a good cars. night. It was a great night. It really was. Let's get right into it. Our Hefter Racing Product Hot Topics. The Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association was founded in 2010. And, and, and you know, you, had, um, you have the All-Stars in Ohio, Pennsylvania. You had, at that time, you had the Fast Series, which was just Fremont and Attica. Yeah. And so this Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association was kind of the southern part of Ohio. I think that they said it was like a two-hour radius of Charleston, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. So you got some West Virginia and Ohio there. Um, Randy Fink is the owner of it. He is a one-man band. He is a dynamo. I am telling you what, I got exhausted watching <laughs> Randy Fink on Friday night. So he really digs. And this year they had a 12-race season. Uh, Friday night, Jake Hassan picked up the win, his third win of the year. Great, great race. They ran... Um, 25-lap feature, they ran the first 23 laps with no cautions. Oh, wow. And the caution was the leaders battling in lap traffic. Ricky Peterson, who led early, kind of clipped. He wasn't happy. I don't know. It's a To me, it was racing. But he kind of clipped another lap car. But they were heavy deep in lap traffic. It was a good race. Yeah. That one caution, Jake Kesson picked up his third It didn't look like the widest track either. So I could see navigating traffic. Would yeah, be it was a little tough. The, the yeah. bottom was real bottom yeah. sensitive down there. But my man, our man, Danny <laughs> Smith, who's going to join us in a little bit, was the champion of the series. Um, and I got to talk to her. I mean, you just can't go wrong when you talk to mm -hmm. Danny. Um, and I'm going to bust his stones a little bit because if I'm, if I'm playing a lottery, I'm never going to have Danny Smith draw my numbers. Uh, he had the, the worst Danny Smith, draw. my God, did he pass some cars because <laughs> he drew last in the heat and then they had a nine car invert and he drew nine. I think it was in the invert for the feature, yeah. but he ended up finishing third. Uh, you want to talk about bottom sensitive. Now, everyone was running the bottom, but Danny had a line lower than that coming out. He was he was getting after it coming out of four. But it's that veteran yep. pedaling, that, that pedaling. And it was just awesome to be at a sprint car race. Yeah. Sprint cars have been few and far between in my 115 races this year. And to get back to a sprint car track was awesome. And I am so pumped because the Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association, their season is obviously wrapped up. But boy, I really enjoyed. Great, great people. Got to meet some of the other racers along the way. Got to see one of your old engines compete as well. Yeah, yeah that's pretty neat. Gary Taylor's car had one of your it's just it's just fun because it's just fun because we're all a sprint car family. And it's just good to see people that I don't know. Yeah. But you get to know. Yep. You know, and it was just fun. Some guy all wing nation from head to toe, baby. Wow. Yeah, my man was that. representing. And this one it wasn't staggering like the one you no, saw it wasn't in Talladega. Like staggering like at Talladega. No, this guy <laughs> was in the stands. Um, it was awesome. So kudos, a great right racetrack, um, Friday night racetrack up in Washington, West Virginia, which is just south of Parkersburg, West Virginia, right across the river from it. Um, I stayed in Parkersburg. Um, what a trip. What a yeah. trip. I got dirt late models. I got sprint cars. I got asphalt super late models. And I just, it was fun. I like, uh, I'm not, I like traveling every once in a while, just getting in a car and going. I had yeah. podcasts queued up. I had this. I had, I had all kinds of good stuff and it was great. So fun, fun time. And kudos to everyone of the Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association. We're going to talk to Danny Smith a little bit later on. Uh, World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, Lakeside Speedway. They got rained out at 81 on Friday night. Yeah. 
Lakeside, man, I'll tell you what, Donnie Schatz is on a roller coaster, ain't he? <laughs> he really is. I mean, this He's is either, yeah, yeah, either hot or cold. Yeah, sub 20 finishes at Port Royal and gets her wound up pretty good at Lakeside and coming to the white flag. It's David Gravel trapped yeah, behind he was rolling. traffic, and Donnie Schatz picked up the win. Um, took the lead in a career win in number 11, win number five on the season, but Donnie's last win uh, was uh, on a prelim night at Knoxville. Wow. Yeah. Career win 311. That is... That's getting it done, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's just crazy. When you think about it, yeah. I remember it took a while to get to the 300. It was like, remember yeah, that? We were like ready to dial them up. There, but yeah. still, when you think of that amount well, of wins with the well, World of we, Outlaws. We lose our minds with, whether it's Danny Lasoski with the yeah. 100-ish something that he has at Knoxville, Lance, and Fred Raymer in Pennsylvania. We yeah. lose our minds with that. And then you got Donnie 311. Yeah. Including taking them off from... Danny Lasoski at Knoxville and Lance Deweese and Fred Raymer at Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, 311 is amazing. I need to go back and look at the stats. What I forget where Steve is at, Kinzer. Oh, it's not even close. Because it was like 500, but that was before they counted Kinda preliminary the, nights right, preliminary as eight nights, maids. Yes. And when they added that to it, it was like, that's just... Yeah, Steve's is ridiculous. It's like 800 yeah, it's or something. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. Uh, It's just great. It really, truly is. Um King of the West Series, the Maury, uh, Maury Williams Tribute Race, Twin 20s, <laughs> Justin Sanders and DJ Neto picked up the win. Um, two more races for the King of the West Series. Kern County and Bakersfield coming up in the Gary Patterson Tribute Race coming up. And Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour. Um, oh, there's some of the video. Oh, Craig's got video lined up, man. Boy, they were rolling out at Hanford. Yeah, they I were. love what Peter Murphy's got going on out there. They were absolutely digging. And Justin Sanders and DJ Neto pick up the wins. Man, oh, man. And just... I'm just still, you know, so entertained by the Dominic Selzy social media drama. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody, everybody at, um, everybody at um, the Ohio Valley Sprint Car Series are old fat guys. <laughs> Everybody's an old fat guy. I need to order one of the shirts. I do. It's unreal. Um, yeah. And if you're not familiar, um, Dominic started this. I got it here on my phone. This is this is this is good enough to give me a second. I gotta fish my phone out of here. Because I, I saved the I saved them all. Dominic Selzy um sent out uh, a note here. Do, 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 do. Where is it at? Um I saved it. It was things. about a week and a half ago. Yeah, two it was about weeks a week ago? and a half yeah. ago. Um it's not it's it's my my new phone doesn't save things where it's supposed to save. Okay. Um, well, it saved things, but not where you not wanted where to sit. Yeah. Well, okay, and it is it one is. of those I like Android it. things, isn't it? Yes, it is. I found this. <laughs> Dominic Selzy tweeted, just a PSA for kids coming up into sprint cars on their way of becoming the next Kyle Larson. Race with respect, please. It will get you further than anything else. I've seen more kids under 20 turning right or left of, on cars this year than ever in my life. It's ridiculous, and it's going to get somebody killed. These aren't go-karts. These aren't micros. And you're probably not as good as you think you are. <laughs> These cars are not toys. Don't treat them as such. And that was Dominic Selzy. And, and a lot of feedback on that. A lot of feedback on it. Okay? Danny Torgerson, his son, is a young racer. Okay? 
Danny Torgerson last week goes just a PSA for old, overweight guys still in sprint cars on their way to becoming the next washed-up wannabes. Mm. You're in the past. Youth is the future. Might be time to hang up your helmet. Wow. Please, it will get you farther than anything else. I've seen more washed-up racers turning right or left on cars this year than I have in my life. It's ridiculous, and it's going to get somebody killed. These aren't, go- these aren't golf carts. They aren't mobile, uh, mobility scooters, and you're probably not as good as you think you are. Now, I thought that was just total sarcasm. I mean, obviously it is. Well, it, but, it, it, it but is a takeoff was, from that, but it was not taken as sarcasm. Exactly. It was... Holy cow. Well, the responses. And Dominic's, what, 26, 27? Yeah, he's so yeah. old. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, the, we used to call him well, when he was in, but, had to go then, to the teachers. Well, and I'll tell you, the, I have learned, I've learned in the 12 years we've done this, I have learned, and we're going to talk to him coming up later on, I've learned that much of the poking and prodding and shenanigans that go on does come out of Chillicothe, Ohio. Because I think the first one to jump in was Danny Smith mm. talking about being an old fat guy racing. And once Danny jumps in, then it was game on. So I, I got a little bit, I thought this was a little tongue in cheek as well, um, but it was not. But either taken. way, it's offensive. Yes. Well, exactly. And, and yeah. so, yes. And so Dominic, you know, it's like Dominic made the snowball and then he, and then, then Danny just started chucking him and then it all started. Yeah. And then, so everybody in Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association is an old fat washed up guy. Old fashioned has been. That's, that's where they were all were. Yeah. They were with pride. With pride. I mean, the kid, the kid that won, Jake Hessen won, he's a young kid. If one of the older guys would have won, that would have been victory lane. It was, it's awesome. I mean, uh, and here's the other thing. Silence out of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Shocking. Because you know there's somebody sitting in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania that had to have his phone. He had to be twitching. Danny Dietrich had to maybe be twitching. We, maybe we were waiting for the final we're gonna, word. We had to check with him. Maybe is he yeah. all right? Dial him up. Send the troops. Wild. Wild by, stuff. By the way, yes. to answer a, que- a question you guys had earlier, Steve Kinzer, 690. 690. 690. Okay, yeah. so it's about 700. 700. Yeah, 690. Awesome. Good stuff. So there you have it. A little extra bonus uh, social media drama, too. Yeah. It was I mean, it's awesome. And it's just. Well, and now there's the T-shirt. There's the T-shirt. Everyone's there's wound all, up. Oh, yeah. Everyone is wound up. And he's donating all the proceeds to the Benevolent Fund. I love it. Yes, exactly. I need one. Yeah. Wound up. <laughs> wound. <laughs> wound up. I am telling you, uh, we're going to talk to Danny later on. We're going to talk to Sam Hayford Jr. Picked up both wins yeah. at Devil's Bowl, and then we learned last week. There's been a lot of speculation. We mm. learned that the uh, Devil's Bowl is For sure. out, gone. After racing products, the absolute number one pit utility vehicle in sprint car midget racing is a custom mule conversion from HRP. It starts with a solid platform, a dependable, great-looking Kawasaki mule. And they're customized and built to each customer's specifications, like generator, air compressor, shock and radius rod racks, amazing toolboxes and drawers, LED lighting, walk-on roofs, and more. HRP mule conversions perform, outlast, and maintain their value better than any other utility vehicle. HRP Mules raising the standard again in pit utility vehicles, www.hrpracing.com. Stay with us, Sam Haferteep Jr. He joins us next. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. 
Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline. I love when I dial up the World Wide Web and see a smiling Sam Hayfertieb Jr. in Victory Lane. And we saw it a couple times this year. He swept. The ASA National Tour weekend at the Dame Devils Bowl. 65 career ASA National Tour wins. Nine wins at the Devils Bowl. And he joins us on the Sage Fruit Outline. Hello, Sam. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. I guess you are. That's for sure. Um, it's been a weird season for you. And I know you haven't been to Victory Lane as much as you want to. Of course, you're a race car driver. Nobody has. But uh, has to feel really, really good to string a couple nights together like you did at Devils Bowl this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think we we still known we could uh, you know compete. Obviously, at the ASCS three sixty level, I, we've always known that. Uh, you know, it's never been. I, I don't think we've ever questioned that. You know, obviously, this year we you know we haven't you know made our stamp on the four ten ranks as much as we would have liked. But uh, you know, four ten right now is probably most competitive as any yeah. type of racing I've seen in a long time. So. Uh, it's uh, it's just the reality of of, of uh, four ten racing right now. For sure, Sam. Talk about the weekend. It seems like uh, you know Saturday night you for sure had the car rolling. Uh, I thought it was interesting after the race. You talked about how you know you st went flag to flag, started on the pole, but you said you kind of weren't going as hard as you needed to, or or something along those lines, because you knew you were going to get to lap traffic so quickly. Talk about as a driver how you gauge that, especially if you're leading. Well, I just knew how good our car was and you know, I, I could tell we were we were so good that, you know, the only you know, like in, in, in wing racing now, dirty air is so bad that uh sometimes if you get to lap traffic it can really hurt you if things don't go your way. So I just knew if if we you know, if the cautions rolled right, you know, I could I could probably run, you know, hard, you know, for you know, the whole time but the cautions didn't really fall right to do that. They'd leave us too many laps left um, to to keep running continually hard. So I just basically gauged myself to where I thought I was running a fast enough pace to where I didn't really have to catch lap traffic as fast as I, you know, just if I if if I could maintain where I was still gaining or, or staying ahead of second place and and making some some gains there, I, I just didn't want to hit lap traffic because. You know, sometimes you can get in a position to where, you know, you get in dirty air and, and uh, you get slowed up and then, you know, then it, it hits you at the wrong time and the guy in second could sneak by you. 
Well, and I think actually that's kind of the way Friday played out as well. Is that Blake was out in front, mm-hmm. and you find, and, and and is that not the case? You you caught you 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 were you were that advantageous guy in second place on Friday night. Yeah, Friday night he he definitely had a better car than we did. Um, but I early on I I tried to run the bottom some, which wasn't the place to be. But I tried to run the bottom some just to see how good it was gauging it towards the top of the racetrack and i could maintain with him and i knew once we got to lap traffic if he never tried the bottom that he probably wouldn't even try it so and that's actually how it worked out he he, we got to lap traffic and he tried to stay stay on the top and try to clear lap cars you know and he did for a while and then you know we we hit one just right and and it gave me the opening to to get to the inside of him and i thought he would actually go to the bottom the next lap and he didn't and and uh kind of got pinched behind that lap car and you know that won us a race and uh you know we we were lucky enough to get the win that night and and uh you know not running 360s very much this year you know it's hard to dial dial your car in the first night when you haven't been running it that much so the second night we came back and and uh, we made some really good changes and and then uh, basically obviously we had a dominant race car you know quick time overall won the heat from fourth and then you know obviously won the feature from the pole so it was uh it was about a storybook as you could get on uh, on Saturday night. I, I want to go back. Um, I want to go back to to follow up on your answer to the to the previous question. You talk about leading to Aaron's question about leading. Is it and 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 I have never sat in a race car, so I'm not the racing guy. And are there are there clues other leading the race and trying to hold a margin without getting into lap traffic? And I know we see some guys at certain places, they talk about a quick view of a video board or other things. Is it just a sense in a situation like that on Saturday night where you just sense what you're doing? Do you hear anything? What what cues do you use to gauge the pace that you need to run? Uh, yeah, you can you can hear stuff. You know, okay. nowadays, like, it's it's pretty distinctive when you, you've got a guy on you, uh, especially when it's, you know, the Saturday night, it got kind of right around the bottom. So it wasn't like a guy was just going to run a different line than you and pass you. So, yeah. you know, you, I, I could, I, and, and obviously it was a sense as well. Like I think every, every driver has some type of sense, obviously. And then, you know, obviously you can, you can hear if a guy's right on top of you as well. So it's uh you just kind of, I just kind of use both of those things. And, you know, and I know, I know we qualified quick time over the field and, and you know, probably by like two tenths, and I know <laughs> what I felt like at that time. So I knew how much better I felt in the feature, and I was like, "Well, I don't think there's, you know, we're we're so good that it would take something, you know, somebody'd have to do some magical stuff to pass us in a situation like that." So it's just kind of a sensation of all those things. Sam, you talked about not running the the three sixty all that much this year, and how Friday night it took you. Obviously not long, but a little bit of time to dial the car in. Well, you talked about how competitive the 410s are. Does it, obviously it doesn't really mess you up going back to 360 because you won both nights this weekend. So that's kind of a dumb question. But it does it take a little bit of time to adjust when you haven't been running the 360 as much? Oh, for sure. Like I, I really noticed it when we went to Canada you know, a month ago for the Canadian Nationals. You know, the, we still won... I mean, we won almost every time we hit the track except the last the last race. But um, we we didn't really. I didn't feel like we really had a dominant car on the Friday night, and I felt like it took us some time to work, 
Yeah, it was a good thing we had a practice session on Thursday. And then Friday we got a little bit better. And then Saturday, you know, I felt like we were lights out. And, and uh, you know, it's Saturday I, I, I felt like we made some good changes. And when we make changes like that to get our car better, that helped us at Devil's Bowl too because, okay, like I know the things that we need to change to make the right feel. Like that's been some of our struggles in the 410 is, you know, some of the changes we would normally make in a 360 to, to make that car better, you know, they don't really work the same way in the 410, you know, so some of the adjustments that you make and, and changes that you make, uh, you know, they don't correlate between the two. Mm-hmm. We're chatting with Sam Hayford, Team Jr., the winner of the uh, Winter Nationals down at uh, Devil's Bowl. Sam, you as a driver from the state of Texas, a sprint car driver from the state of Texas, you understand more than probably most of us the significance of the Devil's Bowl, the importance of the Devil's Bowl in the sprint car world, and the significance of the announcement that the Devil's Bowl is going away uh, had to be extra special. It's always big to win races, but it had to be extra special to get a couple more trophies out of that historic racetrack as well. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I, I said it there Friday and Saturday that, you know, I it takes me back, but I, I started racing there when I was 16, 17 years old. And, <laughs> and, um, I mean, that's over 20 years ago. And, and, you know, you, you step back and you think about stuff like that and, you know, how instrumental a place like that has been in my career, just to, to compete in all the races that I've competed in there and race all the legendary guys that have raced there. And just, uh, through the years, it's just unbelievable what that track has meant to me. And, uh, it's obviously with it going away, you know, it's, it's a uh, it's a hard pill to swallow for for everybody around this sort because you know Devil's Bowl has always been the place you know and and there's not going to be a track that comes to fill that slot you know it's it's similar to like uh, I30 Speedway last year uh, you know like that place was you know everything to everybody in that area and and it meant a lot to me because I've raced a lot of a lot of my career at I30 as well and just. Uh, you know, we see a track like I-30 go last year, and then we see a track like Devil's Bowl go this year. It's, uh, it's really sad to see. And, and uh, you know, hopefully something can take the place of those two places and and, uh, and, and make up for it. You know, you obviously you got Tim Crawley promoting, you know, down there in Texarkana at, at 67, trying to keep the short track nationals alive. So, you know, we wish him a lot of luck down there, and hopefully uh, – you know that that proves to be good down there too, but and and hopefully something can take Devil's Bowl slot as well. Sam, when you talk about racetracks that are that significant going away, what what are your thoughts generally about this? You know, it seems like our sport in general is heading in a great direction. There's the com- competition level is great, the big paying shows are great, some tracks are thriving. What are your thoughts on why we're losing some of these historic tracks? You know, at the end of the day, I mean, Devil's Bowl was around for, you know, 50 years and, and I don't, I don't, I I don't think that, I think anybody in their position that's gave as much as they've gave to the sport, um, you know, 50 years is a long time, you know, and, and uh, mm-hmm. they've been at it for a long time and to stick their neck out. I mean, I can tell you right now, we've been to races of theirs, you know, at ASCS show on a Friday night where they don't have very many fans, but they've always been loyal to those groups and always put on these shows for these people. And, and not to say they haven't made money on some shows, but even the shows that they know they're going to take a hit on it, they've, they've taken those hits and, and they've stuck their neck out for a lot of series, a, a lot of racers and, uh, you know, and, and 
I think at the end of the day, you know, business is business and, you know, property value in, in the, in the, in those areas, uh, you know, it, it gets exponentially high and, and, uh, you know, they have to make the right decisions for their families. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't hold anything against them for doing what they've done and, and anything. I, I have a lot of gratitude for those type of racetracks that have stuck it out as long as they have. Well said, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Sam, congratulations. Are you running? Are you running with the World of Outlaws there this weekend? Yeah, we're definitely going to be there this weekend. That was kind of the reason we wanted to race there last weekend. Um, it was obviously a homecoming for me, and and uh, you know my family doesn't get to watch me race very much. So when we can get home, uh, we, we we do that. And then on top of that, you know, being the last Winter Nationals for ASCS and. And, uh, you know, obviously the Outlaws making their final appearance uh, will definitely be there for sure. We wish you well this weekend. Thanks for the time, Sam. All right. Thank you, guys. There we go. Sam Haferteep Jr., so well stated Mm -hmm. on that. We ran into this with one of my home tracks, Five Mile Point Speedway. Now they've had a stay of execution, and we don't know what's going on. But we get to the stage, that track started in 1950, so we're 73 years. Yeah. And when you think of small businesses operating, small businesses fail every hour, every day. And so when you think of tracks, whether it's Five Mile Point, my original home track, I-30, Devil's Bowl, these small businesses have been going on forever and ever, and there's no guarantee that a small business and a small business family is going to continue on. So that is so well said for Sam, and I respect his opinion, his statement that, um, yes, it's sad, but the gratitude yeah. that we've had to run with these places that we've had is really, really well stated. Uh, we need to step away when we come back. Danny Smith joins us next. Perfection isn't easily Clear achieved. and Danny's with us. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. <laughs> we are, we're already having fun. We, we dial up our drivers uh, during the break, and we get a chance to talk to them, and we're already having a blast talking to Danny Smith, <laughs> who joins us now for real on the program, on the Sage Fruit Hotline. He is the 2023 Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association champion, uh, of course, Hall of Famer, and so many other accolades. Danny Smith joins us. Hello, Danny. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm good. Well, I bet you are, Danny. First and foremost, just a real joy to get a chance to see you in person and, and watch the race on Friday night. And uh, 
was this kind of the game plan all along this Ohio Valley Championship, or did you get started down this course? How did how did this season play out for you to get to this point where you are got another championship? Uh, we didn't really have any plans coming into this season. Uh, we started our annual trip down south and ran the four ten and three sixty stuff. Um, then I, I I only have one, the one motor and we couldn't race it to death. We had to make it last all year. So diesel fuel's high. We're getting old. We're going to stay close to home this year and run everything close to home. So um, this weekend I'll be our first road trip since April. So we stayed close to home. The Ohio Valley Series worked out very well for us because they're all within a couple hours of the house. Uh, plus our races at Atomic and, and the other tracks we run around here. So that kind of turned into the plan as the season went, and it worked out pretty good. It sure did. Danny, with all the races you've won, and I'm sure championships you've won, what does this one mean to you? It has to be pretty special to to wrap up a championship like this. Yeah, it is. Uh, 50th year driving these things. 66 years old, you know, we're getting fatter and older by the minute. So uh, it's good. Uh, good for our crew. Uh, keeps everybody pumped up. Good for the fans. Keeps them, uh, keeps them happy. Our sponsor's happy. And uh, just another feather in your cap. And it's fun, you know. Racing isn't always about winning, but it sure does help and make life so much easier when you win now. <laughs> no doubt about sure it. Does. No doubt about it. Uh, this this series, um, Randy Fink is the owner of this series, the All Valley Sprint Car Series. He really seems to have found a little niche here around your area that not only you, but my gosh, that's a pretty good local crop of racers that you have up in this area that, that maybe we don't see with the All-Stars and we don't see with Fast. We don't even see Attic on Fremont. That's Southern Ohio, West Virginia is a pretty good little bet of race cars. Yeah, uh, it's good for all the local guys around here that, uh, you know, gives us a place to race, some tracks we don't normally go to. Uh, uh, I think we got six or seven tracks in this year and plus – had a few more, but the rain got us. But it uh, worked out really well for, you know, the local guys around here at Atomic can, can stay home and race. And then when we go travel with Randy's deal, it's it's not much traveling. It's a no-pressure series, you know, kind of a grassroots series. Um, and it was started by a uh, uh, West Virginia racer um, and uh, turned it over to Randy a few years ago. and. And it's worked out really well for us. Yeah, it sure has. Danny, 50 years in a sprint car. Uh, being a sprint car driver is not the easiest lifestyle to to live and manage. How have you been able to to make it work for all those years and, and, suc- and successfully make it work? And you, I think you have wins in pretty much all those years. What, what do you attribute to, to making it last so long and doing so well? Um... I think the main reason I'm not racing or I'm still racing is, and it's not by choice. It's just the way it turned out. I've never had any kids, so Mm -hmm. no kids to to focus on, no grandkids to focus on when I'm my age now. Um, And just the the passion and desire to do it. I I just love it. And it's been my life and, and I've been lucky enough to be, Associated with a lot of good people. Own my own team now. That kind of sucks in this day and age. It costs so much. But 
just just uh just love it and you know like i said with no kids what else would i be doing i'd just be sitting at walmart at the greeter stand saying <laughs> have a good day so might as well keep on racing uh, might, might as well that's for sure we, we don't we don't need you there at the walmart we need you out at the racetrack with the smiley face on your back that's it yeah, yeah, yeah. asking people if, asking it's, people it's, if it's they, good you know I, I get to live my dream and and do my passion i'm still at 66 years old i i still have the passion to do it so it's harder and harder you know the car owner part is stressful but um got a lot of little sponsors no big major ones that uh, keep us going and got a lot of great fans out there that are always on my side so uh, it's always uh, good to keep going and make them happy well i always look forward to when you release your new paint scheme every year that's one of that's my highlights, one of, highlights of, the of the spring season exactly <laughs> well, well stay tuned wow next year's 50th anniversary season since we got 50 years in the book so we might have something a little different might oh. change the shade of white or the shade of red but, uh, yeah we might have something a little different you're gonna have to stay tuned and uh maybe around uh florida time to everybody get to see it man oh man that is one of the highlights of the off season for sure <laughs> danny you um you 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 stuck close to home uh but we were talking off air uh you're gonna go some 360 racing with pete walton and what were you saying you're you've got someone working with you on a motor or something new what's 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 going on with your engine program on the 360 side my engine builder, J&D, who's done it for years, retired. Okay. And, uh, and some of my other sponsors, Cure Speed Shop, they're all retired, so I'm outlasting them. Um, <laughs> Scott Baylor in, uh, near Dallas, Texas, is going to do my 360s. And after we get done with this weekend, we're going to take what's left to him and, and have him get it ready for Florida. Danny, I know you've followed the USCS for years and Pete's program. How nice is it this year to have that Ohio Valley Sprint Car Series and just, like you said, all within a certain radius of your home? How nice is that for you at this point in your career? It's good to be home. Uh, I get to see my wife every day. and uh, She works so many different odd hours. She's an RN at the, at the local VA here and takes care of our, our vets. So uh, it's good to be home and see her a lot, take care of the animals and give her a break. Uh, nice to sleep in your own bed about every night, but I still miss the road. I'm one of them guys I could load up and be gone for a month, um, two months, all year racing if if, if it come to that. But uh, it, it is nice to be home and have this little series that Randy keeps going and um, be close to home and, and race for a little bit of good money and, and have some fun doing it. Back in September, uh, Danny, you picked up a win at Skyline Speedway on a Friday night, and you decided to haul on up to Sharon Speedway and tackle the world of outlaws um, and raced your way in. And, and in talking to people who were there and watching it on Dirt Vision, you know, raced your way in you know, somewhat well there when you, when, you, when you got that car rolling. What's it like knowing where you're at, knowing what you have, knowing where you're at to be able to, to, be able to go out and, and, and do that and, and, and lock it into a World of Outlaw feature every once in a while? Yeah, I kind of pick and choose my races and, and go where we think we can do the best to have the most fun. And um, Sharon is typically uh, kind of gets slick and slow, which is, is my style now. And uh, I had the, the idea we could go up there and get it in the show and, and do some racing and enjoy it. And I hadn't been to Sharon for three or four years. So it's one of my 
one of my tracks that I really enjoy going to. So that's what we do. We kind of pick and choose our races, think where we can do the best, spend the least amount of money and make the most and, and wear and tear on the car. That's kind of why I don't run many half miles anymore. Um, wear and tear is bad, plus our budget is not up with, say, World Outlaw caliber. But when you go to share, like sharing the smaller track, slick kind of equals things out. So that's what we do. Well, that was neat to see. Danny, I wanted to commend you for um, supporting Dominic Selzy and, and the whole, you know, old overweight racing guys. I just wanted to give you a little shout out for that. Well, I don't understand it. You call him old and, and fat. He ain't old. Young. He's young. That's right. I'm Seriously. But yeah, we had some fun with that. I, you know, you got to have fun with it. And Dominic's the type of guy that he, uh, he kept it. He kept it. Uh, so he brought it, the old fat guy to another level. I see he's got shirts now. That's pretty cool. And it's all going to a benevolent uh, fund in California for engine drivers. So you always take something, a negative, and make a positive out of it. That's, that's the best way to be. Absolutely. Good stuff. Final question for you, Danny. Uh, I, will, I told Aaron, I said, if I ever was going to pick numbers for the lottery, I was not going to have you pick because, my God, after Friday night, you might be the worst drawer in the planet. <laughs> you picked last in your heat race. You drew at the back of the redraw. You had to made yourself pass a lot of cars on Friday night. Well, I was the last one in the redraw, and there was a uh, two and a nine left for the feller in front of me to draw, and of course he drove the two. So I was stuck with what I got. That's, sometimes it's number one. But just got to roll with the flow. And um, That racetrack was in pretty good shape. It was a fun race to run and, and had a couple of moves where you could pass cars. And uh, and it worked out good. It did. You were passing. Yep. Fourth place finish, made a little money, had a lot of fun. And, and uh Ohio Valley is about as grassroots and the racetrack as you can get to. They start out with the kids and the mini wedges, and then they had uh, six or seven different classes of all different kinds of cars and a small track, small facility with a big crowd. So it doesn't get any better than that. Boy, you are you are so right about yeah. that. They they do it, Aaron. They bring out at six o'clock. They have the kids on the mini wedge on a little yep. oval in the infield, and the the big crowd. He's not he's not exaggerating there. There was people all over the place. So really cool, Danny. Congratulations on the championship, and uh, good always catching up with you. And thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation. Bye, guys. Thanks for having us. Have a good one. Appreciate the time. There we go, Danny Smith, the Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association, twenty twenty three champion. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, of course, one sprint car place in Knoxville, Iowa. Birthdays, Norm Witt, uh, Charles Dutch Bauman coming up, John Ambler, Floyd Trevis, Gordon Woolley, Ted Halibrand, Gaylord White, Dave Argabright has a birthday coming up on Sunday. Today would have been the birthday of 20 or 2015 inductee Gil Sonner. 
Born in 1934, got hooked on racing very early, and he owned and operated Gill's Auto Service in Des Moines, Iowa. 1966, he started fielding cars down at Knoxville. His first driver was a guy named Lee Pinckney. Drivers at Knoxville were Jerry Potter, Billy Robison, Scott Richard, Rocky Hodges, and in 1994, he had some guy by the name of Danny Lasoski win the Mm -hmm. track championship. That success in 94 took him on the road to the world of outlaws, where in 1996, some guy by the name of Johnny Hollywood Herrera parked (laughs) Gilly's car in victory lane for the King's Royal. Other drivers that have wielded his famous car, Jack Audenshield, Jimmy Seals, Keith Kaufman, Kenny Jacobs, Sammy Swindell, Shane Carson, Terry McCarl, and Jeff Swindell, I'll never forget, and it probably was 2016, 2017. Remember when Jeff Swindell put that car in yeah. the Knoxville Nationals A-Main? Absolutely. Yeah, Don Drought drove it for years, yeah. Oh, that's right. Don Drought yep. drove it too, yeah. So, uh, so much fun, so much success. Gil passed in 2017, uh, but he is forever enshrined in the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Coming up on the schedule, a couple of big ones. Um, we just talked to Sam Hayfertip Jr. about it. This is apparently the final hurrah for the famed Devil's Bowl. Uh, The history of the Devil's Bowl goes way, way back. Mm -hmm. The history of it with sprint car racing goes back to the beginning of the World of Outlaws, March 18th, 1978. Ted Johnson took a band of sprint car racers, put them together at the Devil's Bowl. A California guy in a non-wing sprint car by the name of Jimmy Boyd won that first race. $2,000 win, and the rest is history as the world of outlaws continue on to be the foremost, the premier sprint car series in the country. Lanny Edwards' family ran the track, iconic track. Lanny passed away in 2016, and the family has sold the Speedway. So, um, and uh, we're moving on. This weekend, it is the Sprint Car Stampede Friday and Saturday night. Babs Motor Speedway has a race, and Aaron, whoo, boy, batting down not only the appetite, but the sprint car racing out west this week. I know. I always love to hear about this race for many reasons, but one is the the off-track activities that seem to get better every year. Shenanigans. It is the Abreu Vineyards Trophy Cup 29, and it's presented by Rudine Racing at my favorite racetrack, the Thunder Bowl Raceway in Tulare. The last year, well, the total to date that they have given to Make-A-Wish from this race is $2,675,000. This, yeah, because this is a race and a charity. Yes. And it, they, they, they will auction off anything. <laughs> Literally anything. Literally anything and everything. <laughs> they do it. Now, so they give a lot of money to charity, but they give a lot of money to the racers as well. They do. The overall, the overall winner would get a minimum of $29,000. Saturday, A-Main qualifiers get a minimum of $6,000. Thursday is the preliminary night followed by your taco feed. Here we feed. go. Yeah, here comes getting, the food. Comes the food. And did they do that like dating thing one? They did a, oh, they did a yeah. matchmaking. They've done newlywed. <laughs> they've done, I mean, it's just, they did uh, uh, one night they had, I think, Tim Kading breakdancing or something. Yeah, I mean, and I think just, they did auction off like a date or you know, they've done all yeah, sorts of crazy it's stuff. crazy stuff. So Friday night is the taco feed. Now we get to the good stuff. Well, yeah. So Steve makes these notes and I love that there's not a lot of like racing stuff involved here. No, no, no. Here. no we got it's, priorities. it's the night and the food that they right. offer that night. Fri- Thursday prelim night, taco feed. <laughs> Friday prelim night, barbecue. 
Saturday, I didn't even mention the race because in the afternoon, you got a spaghetti feed. There the literally afternoon. is nothing about the race. Nothing about the race. Not about the points and how it works or the laps. Not nothing. at all. No. Not at all because we've got our priorities in line yeah. here in order at Wing Nation. 90 entries. Um, just some of, I, I literally scrolled through the entry list. I saw Justin Beck. I yeah. saw Cole Macedo has entered in it. Rico is going to, of course, be there. Um, there was a couple of uh, Zeb Wise going to be uh, there. Yeah. Um, and some other. It, it is 90 entries. Loaded I love up. this race. And this is an inversion. And this is the race that you don't have to win the final night to no, win the trophy. Uh, yeah, they have to do a lot of math to get to the winner. Yeah. because And everything, everything is fully is inverted. inverted. Yep. Everything is inverted. That's my fear is that I would go out there, but I would get in line first for the taco feed and they'd then invert you, the line. <laughs> a full invert I don't trust in the line. them. I don't trust them with their inverts They do out love there. some inverts. They do like some inverts out there. And so my luck is I'd get out there. And I'd look at the end of the line, and Dominic Selzy would be back there laughing, and yeah. then they'd say, guess what? We're inverting the taco Full line. Full invert, yeah. Full invert of the taco line. Well, so, you got to get the old fat guys tragedy. up there up front. Get the old, the well, old you actually got to put them last it. so they I leave something it. I loved it. Danny Smith said, he's not old. That's what he said about Dominic Selzy. Did you hear him go, yeah. old fat guys, he's not old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Danny. This is, this is, this is fun. Uh, this trophy cup, it's, it's, it's fun. From the food and the event perspective, it is great for the racers. But Aaron, you mentioned it. $2,675,000 since 1994 have been raised for the Make-A-Wish. And that Make-A-Wish thing, that is, that is, that is God's work. Make it really Foundation. is. I actually did, uh, I volunteered for Make-A-Wish for a while in the NASCAR garage. Yes. So a lot of the kids would come in and their wish would be to meet a certain driver and I would help facilitate it. And... Whew, it's emotional. That is a uh, that is a an so incredible special little kids. Special kids, that's for sure. So uh, if you're out there on the West Coast, it is Tulare, the Trophy Cup, the 29th running of the Trophy Cup um, out at Tulare. So going to be great. Um, this week on our Wing Nation TV program, we talked to Lance Deweese, and it was awesome. He, I'm a little, just, I'm a little jealous. Yeah, uh, it was. It's interesting because. We didn't talk get, engineering. Well, we did a little. But he got, he talked a little bit about that. He can't help himself. Um, <laughs> but no. But it was it was fascinating because like for the first time we couldn't really talk much about the dream team. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So uh, but we talked a lot about the Macri team and all of that and his season his and his future and, yep. and everything else. And that is coming up. That is uh, Rev TV on Wednesday night. Mav TV on Friday. Um, Wing Nation gear. Can I? Can I say these are great holiday gifts at this point? I mean, I've been saying it all year, so why stop now? Well, no, I understand it, but what what am I supposed to do? We end these shows in early November with y'all two Grinches and Bah Humbugs. You started in May. Well, I understand that because I want you to. I want you to tuck something away. I want you. I want to sell some of this stuff. But I told you what happens if I buy that early, then I hide it and I can't remember where I I hit it. I don't care what you do with it. I care that you buy it. We're here trying to sell the stuff, not so to, you have to buy another because you I don't care what y'all do with it. The guy at Ohio Valley Sprint Car was wearing it because he chose to use it. Somewhere he bought it, but then he chose to use it. But you got to buy it first. He had to yeah, buy it first, yeah, and, and he looked marvelous in that. He had the hat and the shirt. Wow, he really did. Oh, he was, he, he was awesome. Messing around, so he bought. So okay, don't no, don't 
buy Wing Nation gear. Shopwingnation.com for Christmas gifts or anything else because just buy old it. Ebenezer Scrooge over I here. I love Christmas, but it has about its the time. Holidays. Craigers all twisted. Are you up. one of those people that put your tree up in June? Are no, you I don't put it up in June. But the problem is this: I know what's coming. We go off the air. The you first like week. going into we Lowe's. We go and off I... the air the first of November. When am I supposed to pimp this stuff? Uh, you, you're one of those people that likes when Target puts out the Christmas stuff. In no, July. I do not. I don't he didn't, go to Target. He didn't put stores. it up in June because it was already up in May. I don't you, go oh, to you're stores. a year rounder. I have one of those I neighbors that I don't go to stores. The tree no, up year round. I think we got to move this gear. We've got to move this stuff. Uh, Sky's sitting up there. And the problem is, is once we hit the 10th of November, we're off the air. Uh, so when am I supposed to sell it for the holidays? Social media? Well, uh, yeah, but that's... Uh, this uh, is, uh, this, no, this is where all the people <laughs> gather. This is where all the peoples are. Uh, they come and see us Because on they're Tuesday. not on social media at all. Well, no, they're busy buying fat guy shirts on social media. But yet they're watching this on social media. Yes, they are. Absolutely. Oh, so, gosh. So don't go buy your Wing Nation gear. <sighs> don't go do... No, just don't just go, go buy it. Not even buy, for a holiday. Just buy, buy it. Buy humbug over here. <laughs> buy humbug. Oh, well. Happy Fun Halloween. Stuff. Happy Halloween. Go buy it for Halloween. Just give it to the trick or There triggers. you go. There yes, you go. Yes, yes, that's it. Buy a bunch of Wing Nation hats and give it and to the little crumb all crunchers, away. them little crumb crunchers running around your neighborhood. They could dress up like Steve Post. Yeah, there we go. Get a Do wig that too. and, you know, oh there we go. Oh, my God, we can sell wigs. Yeah, we can sell wigs. Exactly. Get that's the Steve right. Post hat luscious wig Luscious locks. Oh, wigs. see, that's now all of a sudden luscious locks. That's right. Who was the one that said that? I don't remember. I someone said But, man, locks. I know exactly who I'm being for Halloween now. There we go. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. Well, we got that taken care of. All right. Thank you to Sam Hafertig Jr. and Danny Smith. More important than all of that, thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Clear. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.